Welcome to the New Point Community Church Podcast. This message is part of our series, Life is Complicated, We Can Help. We want to thank you for joining us, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ. Hey, New Point, happy Easter. And I want to give a shout out to all of our campuses, those of you in Dover and Canton and Worcester, Millersburg, Cambridge, and especially Coshocton, because you are in your brand new facility for the very first time. So let's give it up for Coshocton. I am so happy and proud of you because of your persevering spirit. And it lets us know that God is great and God is good and God is generous because over seven years, you set up chairs and tore them down, set them up, tore them down. And here you are right now in your beautiful facility. And so happy Easter to each and every one of you joining us today. Now for Easter, it means different things to different people. You know, for many people, it might mean a religious holiday of where maybe you gather the family around the table and you dress up and you get some pictures taken and maybe you have a little Easter egg hunt and maybe if you have time, you go to church and you eat some candy. But for the follower of Christ, it is much, much more than that. It represents the greatest event that has ever happened throughout human history. You see, it's not just a religious thing. Not at all. It represents life, new life, a hope beyond our greatest merit. You see, in ancient Rome, in Jesus' day, there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who would get crucified every single day because of maybe their wrongdoing. Maybe they committed a crime. But there was only one person who was raised from the dead, which basically means that there's only one person in history, in all of history, who has predicted his own death and resurrection and then did it. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. And what Jesus did and what Jesus accomplished solves our greatest fear and our greatest problem. You say, what's our greatest problem? Sin. What's our greatest fear? Death. And the most important event in all of history, Jesus Christ being resurrected from the dead, gives us eternal life. Eternal life. That means that every man, every woman, every person can spend forever with God for all of eternity. And yet it's more than that. As good as that is, it's more than that. It also means that we now can have the power to be able to live life and live life to the fullest right here on earth. You see, I'm asked many times in conversations about life and life issues and people will say, Dwight, I'm struggling in my marriage. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to love her. I don't know how to respond to him. Or maybe they have a drinking problem. Or maybe they're struggling at work. Or maybe with their emotions, maybe they're battling depression and discouragement. Maybe they just don't feel good about themselves. They have an issue with self-esteem. And they say, "I, I just can't 
handle it. I can't change it. And I've tried everything. I'm at the end of my rope. I've, I've read books and I've gone to workshops. And you know what, Dwight, to be honest, I've even went to church. But nothing seems to help. And yet what I would say is the thing that we miss many times when it comes to celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ is that it's not just about stamping your ticket to heaven, as good as that is, okay? It's about understanding the power that was released when Jesus Christ rose from the dead. It's a power that can overcome death itself. And it has the ability to change the very fabric of reality. And I wanna show you what I mean because it happened in a person's life. He's a witness to it. His name is Paul. And when he encountered the power of the resurrection, it transformed him and people took notice. And here's what he writes. Matter of fact, it's his prayer. And it would be my prayer for you today. He says, I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. To you, and to you, to me through faith. He goes on to say this, then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. He's basically saying that when you experience this power in your life, you will become an advertisement of what Easter is all about, that it's more than just bunnies and eggs. He goes on and says, this is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realms. Wow, the word power here comes from the Greek word dunamis, which means dynamite. The most powerful thing that you and I basically can refer to, dynamite. In 1862, President Abraham Lincoln signed the Pacific Railroad Act, which stipulated that two railroads would come together. The Central Pacific, which would start in Sacramento, California, and then the Union Pacific, which would begin at the Missouri River. And they would begin to build a railroad that would meet and that would connect hundreds and hundreds of miles of railway. And this would become known as the Transcontinental Railroad. The problem was when the Central Pacific Railroad ran into a little bit of problem in the Nevada mountains, guess what happened? It was filled with rocks, incredible rocks, that brought the construction to a halt. And picks and axe just would not cut through it. They didn't have the manpower. They didn't have the ability. They didn't have the tools. And it wasn't until the railroad company brought in dynamite and was able to blast through the rock, that they were able to make progress through these enormous mountains. And with each blast, they literally, literally transformed the landscape of America. And they ended up completing this railroad in May of 1869. And they finished it with what now is known as the Golden Spike Ceremony. And the building of the Transcontinental Railroad opened up the American West to a more rapid development. I mean, it connected the two American coasts and it made an economic 
unbelievable impact because it allowed the Western resources to come to the Eastern shores and it changed America and it changed the fabric, both physically and economically. And America would never, ever, ever be the same. And the power of that small mount of dynamite that blasts through those enormous mountains, okay, in a matter of minutes made the difference. You see, otherwise they were going to have to use picks and shovels and ax, which they could probably still be working on it today. But because of the power of the dynamite, they were able to blast through the rocks. And because of that, America has never been the same. Well, that same kind of power that I'm talking about when I refer to dynamite is the same kind of power that Paul was talking about when he's referring to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's that powerful. You see, what you and I cannot do in our own strength, maybe with a pick and an ax, okay? The power of God can come into your life and in my life and do what otherwise we can't do in our strength. You see, the power of the resurrection has the ability to break habits that you could never break on your own, to change you like you could never change yourself. You see, it's the power that can turn death into life. It can quite literally change your destiny and your legacy, not just forever, but right here and now. And what I wanna do is I wanna share with you three ways that when you and I embrace this immeasurable power, that resurrected Jesus Christ from the dead. I, I wanna share with you three ways that it can literally transform the landscape of your life and of your legacy. Let's look at this. First of all, God's power can cancel your past. Wow, is that good news or what? All of your failures, all of your mistakes, all of your sins, all of your regrets, God's power can cancel it. And when I say the word cancel, I'm not talking about denying what has happened in the past. Cancel means to eliminate, to neutralize, to offset something. You see, what I have found out in life is that most people cannot let go of their past. And as a result, they're not able to seize the opportunities that are right in front of them. And so they live in a constant state of regret and sorrow but there's hope for you because of the resurrection. Because the same power that resurrected Jesus Christ from the dead is available to you and me to cancel our past. Look at what Paul writes, the same one who prays that you and I will experience this power. He writes this, he says, you were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all of your sins, not some, not most, all of them. And then he goes on and he says, he canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. Why can God cancel your past? How does he have the power to cancel your past and my past? Because Jesus died. And one of his last statements was to telestai, 
which basically consists in the meaning of this, paid in full, paid in full. It was a word that merchants would write on their bills when somebody would pay their bill to them. It was a word that was stamped on documents declaring that a person, when their sentence had been completed, was free from their sentence. That's the word, to telestai, paid in full. And so God's power has the ability to cancel your past and to forgive you of all of your sins. That's why Paul writes this. He says in Romans, there is now no condemnation for those who are in what? Christ Jesus. That's incredible news. That you don't have to live with shame and guilt and condemnation anymore. That God's power okay, is available to you and me. And by believing that God can truly forgive you of all of your sins and cancel your past, it's liberating, it's freeing. And you and I can experience it by believing this truth that God has the power to cancel your past. And I'm gonna give you an opportunity to experience it today. But the power of his resurrection does more than cancel my past. Guess what else it does, all right? It has the power to conquer your problems. And when I say conquer your problems, I mean that God's power has the ability to give you and I the power to overcome the problems of life. Doesn't mean that your problems disappear. They're always gonna be there. You see, you got problems, I got problems, all God's people got problems because we live in a fallen world. And if you don't think you have problems, check your pulse because you do. Problems are real. We can't deny them. And yet what happens is we try to solve them in our own power, in our own strength, if you will. And you say, Dwight, how do you know that? Because the word that describes most of us is fatigue. We're tired. We're burned out. And when you're experiencing fatigue and burnout, basically what it means is that we're trying to solve life's problems and life's issues in our own strength. And God wants you and I to stop trying to solve our problems and start trusting his power. You see, there's hundreds and hundreds of people today, all throughout America, whose lives are out of control. Matter of fact, thousands. And people will say, you know what? My life is out of control. I'm a victim of my circumstances. What can I do? I'm powerless. There's nothing I can do. Maybe you've had this encounter. I know that I have. You know, you ask somebody, how you doing? And they respond, well, you know what? I'm okay, I guess, under the what? Under the circumstances. And I want to say, well, what are you doing under the circumstances? You see, when somebody says that they're under the circumstances, that's like a mattress, okay? You're supposed to be on top of the mattress, not under the mattress. And when you're under the mattress, guess what? You're gonna suffocate. And when you're under your circumstances, it will literally kill you. It will suffocate the life out of you. Sad to say, too many of us are under the circumstances and we cannot control them. And yet the fact of the matter is you and I can control how we respond to them. And you might say, well, Dwight, you don't know my circumstances. You don't know my problems. You don't know how hard, you don't know how difficult it is. And I would say, you know what, you're right. But what I would also challenge you is you don't know the power of God. 
And that's my prayer for you, is that you would begin to understand the power of God and that you would take your focus off of your problems and that you would focus on the power of God. You see, no matter what your situation is, no matter where you find yourself today, I believe with all my heart that God can turn it around. No matter how hopeless life is, no matter what you think of your marriage or your family or your career or your finances or your health, God always brings hope and the same power that resurrected Jesus Christ from the dead is available to each and every one of us. Paul, this man, again, writes these words. He says, I have the strength or the power to face all conditions by the power that Christ gives me. You see, God can and will give you and I the power to face every situation in life, every situation in life, at home, at work, in our own personal life, if we trust him. You see, he probably won't remove the condition or the circumstance, but he will give you the power to face it and to deal with it and to be able to handle it. You see, the power of the resurrection is there to enable you and equip you to be able to handle your problems. But that's not all the power of the resurrection does. It does this third thing, and that is this. It can change your personhood. It can change your personhood. And what I mean by that is your identity, who you are, your character. So let me ask you a question today. What is it about yourself that you don't like? What is it? How would you like to change yourself? If you could change yourself, in what areas of life would you change yourself? And how would you go about doing it? Or, or let me just put it another way. How would your spouse like for you to change? How would your kids like for you to change? How would your coworkers like for you to change? Maybe to be less angry? Maybe to be more vulnerable? Maybe to be more patient? More loving? I don't know. How would you complete this sentence? It's just like me to be critical. It's just like me to see the wrong instead of the, the good. It's just like me to be sarcastic and say hurtful, painful words. It's just like me to be undisciplined. It's just like me to blow up. You see, I, I, I know that you know, and yet it's frustrating when you know, and even when you want to change, but you can't change. You see, the power of the resurrection can do that for you. You see, here's what we need to understand. There's two things that need to happen for your personhood to change, okay? First of all, you need to accept Jesus Christ as the forgiver of your sins and the leader of your life. That's the first step. It's a two-step process. And Paul talks about it when he says it like this. If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. You see, the initial starting point in you being transformed and becoming the man, the woman, the person that you desire, the best version of you is to surrender your life to Christ. And when you do that, you're not the same man. You're not the same woman. You're not the same person anymore. New life has become to you. And that's why the Bible says 
you're born again. Now, born again doesn't mean that you're reincarnated. It just simply means that, you know what? You start over. You don't turn over a new leaf, but you start afresh and anew, a complete new beginning, because now you have a new nature. Now you have Jesus living in you, and he wants to make a difference in your life. And so now you have a new nature. And because you have a new nature, guess what? You have access to a new power. And so you accept Jesus Christ and you become that new creation. But then here's the second part, and that is this. Paul says, do not let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold, but let God remold your minds from within, change the way in which you think, so that you may prove in practice, in reality, in real life, that the plan of God for you is good, meets all of his demands, and moves towards the goal of true maturity. You see, what he is saying is this. When you invite Jesus into your life, he comes, and he comes through the power of his spirit. And when the Holy Spirit begins to control your life, he will begin to produce himself in you like the qualities of joy and love and peace and kindness and patience and goodness and gentleness and self-control. See, those are the qualities of having Jesus in your life and living through the power of the resurrection. How many people do you know exhibit these qualities? How many people would like for you to exhibit these qualities? Whether it be your spouse, whether it be your kids, whether it be your coworkers. You see, the sad fact of the matter is, rather than loving others, we are often what? Unloving. Rather than living a, a joyful life, we feel defeated and we feel discouraged and depressed. Rather than experiencing peace, we're very anxious and uptight and feel pressure, rather than being patient. We are frustrated and irritated with one another instead of showing kindness. It's every man, every woman, every person for themselves. Instead of modeling goodness, we often feel that there's nothing good about us and there's nothing good about others. And instead of being faithful, we neglect our commitments. And we are more likely to respond to others in anger and frustration and resentment than in gentleness. And instead of practicing self-control, guess what? Our lives fall apart and we give way to addictions. You see, these are the contrasts between allowing the power of God to work in your life and relying on your own power. You see, listen, there's only one thing that will keep you and I from changing into the person that you want to be and that I want to be and that most of all, God wants us to be. It's not the devil. It's not other people. It's not your spouse. It's not circumstances. You know what it is? It's procrastination. You see, it's one thing for me to tell you that Jesus Christ can cancel your past, conquer your problems, and change your personhood. It's another thing for you to be willing to allow him to do that. See, you might agree with everything that I've said today, 
And yet, you know what? There's something in you is saying, you know what, Dwight, I appreciate all that. I, I really do, but not now. I, I, I'm going to be interested in, in the future, but not now. And here's what I want you to understand. Jesus Christ is here today, and he has the power to change your life. And he will give you that power to get started. And not only to get started, but to make it sustainable. He will give you the power to keep on going. He will give you the power to break the chains of procrastination. And if you've never been able to let go of your past, Jesus Christ offers complete forgiveness. He can put your life back together. You see, maybe many of us here today, truth be known, we kind of feel like Humpty Dumpty. We're so fragmented, and we feel like all the people could never put me back together again. But I'm telling you, it's never too late because Jesus can. Listen, you are are not a failure unless you give up, unless you refuse the power of Jesus Christ. You know, maybe you're overwhelmed by your circumstances and problems. Jesus's resurrection reminds you and I that there is no situation that is hopeless. And so here's what I want you to do. I just want you to relax, take a deep breath and trust Jesus. You don't have to be in control of your circumstances. You don't even have to be controlled by your circumstances because no problem is too big for him. He's the resurrection and he has the power that you and I desire. And so right now, guess right? Right now where you're at, you can say, Jesus, take my life. Take the good, take the bad, take the ugly, take the known, take the secrets, take every part of me and open up your heart to him right now and let his transforming power become a reality in your life. You see, Paul says it like this. He says, I want to know him, Christ. That means I want to have a relationship with him. But he goes on to say, I want to have the same power in my life that raised Jesus from the dead. Listen listen to me very carefully. Jesus loves making broken things whole again. That's why he came to die for your sins and for my sins. He became broken so that you and I could be made whole. The psalmist echoes this when he writes this, he lifts the poor from the dust and the needy from the garbage dump. Think of that. He sets them among princes, even the princes of his own people. Wow, the garbage. You know what usually goes into the garbage dump? Broken things. Things that you don't have hope for anymore. Things that you don't believe can be restored or repaired things that absolutely hold no redeemable value. And yet the psalmist says that God takes people who sees themselves in that very way. And he says, you know what? I want to do something in your life. I want to set you as royalty. Wow. So today, do you feel broken? Do you feel shattered? Do you feel as if you hold no redeemable value? Do you feel like what has happened in your past has ruined you, maybe because of something that you have done or maybe because something that someone else has done to you and you feel like your potential is no longer there? Or maybe you're in a place where you feel stuck and you feel like, you know what? 
My best days are behind me and I don't have anything to live or to look forward to. I'm telling you, you are wrong. You see, some of us here today, sad to say, we see our life as being shattered in millions and millions and millions of pieces. And it's hard to even begin to think, let alone hope that someone would be able to have the power to put them all together. And if you're in that spot, I want you to watch this video because God wants you to know that your brokenness, your brokenness, when we offer it to him, he can turn it into something beautiful, more beautiful than it has ever been. So I want you to watch this with me, will you? Why do things break? Is it because life is just bad? Is it just because we're not good enough? Maybe it's because it's what we've come to expect. Maybe we've just given up the gun. Just another day, another dollar, and if you break it, well, you bought it. And once you've bought it, it's yours forever. We live our lives out of that fear. The fear that our past controls our future and that we might never recover. Fear that someone might find out or they might know. Fear that we'll never grow. Fear that these pieces will forever be broke. As we deep sigh, we look up to the sky and we ask, oh God, why? The problem and the solution are one and the same. It's you. But what you need, you cannot do. Fixing the problem isn't sweeping your broken pieces under the rug. It's, it's giving them to a maker who can make them brand new. It's not a magic trick out of thin air, rather golden repair born out of a broken despair. God isn't distantly judging you, waiting for it all to work out. He's, he's holding you. Every mistake, every crack, every break, every lie, and every pain and heartache. Your maker's hands are holding you, longing for your trust that he will make you new. And he will do it. I've seen it done. He'll mold you back together because your fight, it's already won. Maybe you find yourself in that spot. You're looking at your broken life and all the broken pieces that it represents. Your broken relationships, your broken dreams, Maybe you're wondering, how could God actually make something new? I want you to know that God's power can make it more beautiful than you could ever imagine or hope or even dream of. He's that powerful, but he's also that good, and he's that generous. I want you to pray with me, would you? Just bow your heads right where you're at. And whether you were raised in church or not, maybe this is the first time that you've heard about this God who came to earth and died on a cross and then was resurrected from the dead and that he offers you his power in this way. Either way, I wanna give you an invitation to follow Jesus. Just say, Jesus, 
Take my broken life. Take my broken pieces, my broken relationships, my broken dreams, and would you surrender them to Jesus and let his power cancel your past, conquer your problems, and change your personhood? Just say this right there in your heart. Just say, Jesus, I come to you, and I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins and then being raised from the dead. And I thank you for giving me the power to be able to have my past conquered and to be able to have it canceled and to be able to have it eliminated. And today I thank you for that. I thank you that you've given me the power to deal with my problems and conquer them. And you've even given me the power to be able to change my identity of one that is a child of God. I thank you, Jesus, for who you are and for what you have done. And I pray this in your name that gives me the power to live life in a brand new way because you make all things new. Amen. If you want to talk to someone about a decision you've made or let us know how God's moving through this series, visit newpoint.org forward slash contact. Be sure to stay connected with us throughout the week on social media, download our app, subscribe to our weekly podcasts through the App Store or Google Play, or catch us on Roku or Apple TV. Thanks for listening to today's message, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ.